We are kicking off an exciting new series this morning on 10 Minutes with Jim, and it's going to be fun. Route 66 from A to Z will have something for every fan of the double six, and as my pa always said, it's better to fill your head with useless knowledge than no knowledge at all. Good morning, adventurers. I am Jim Hinckley, and this is Jim Hinckley's America, where adventures are guaranteed. Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. First, I want to say thank you to Joe and the boys of the road crew for our theme song. Can a Route 66 adventure be considered complete without the music of the road crew? I don't think so. Take a listen at roadcrew66.com. One more item to attend to is a shout out to this week's sponsor. And Terrace Point Route 66 Visitor Center, a few miles east of Kingman, Arizona. With its bright orange and turquoise color scheme, the A-frame restaurant and gas station was quite a sight when it opened in 1964. As it turned out, it was the showpiece for a land-swindled boondoggle. The restaurant remained open until this section of Route 66 was bypassed in 1978. Fast forward to the 21st century in the era of Renaissance on Route 66. Artist Greg Arnold created a destination when he built Giganticus Hedicus, and now the restaurant has reopened and is again becoming a destination for Route 66 travelers. And of course, this program and Jim Hinckley's America are also made possible through support of our crowdfunding initiative on the Patreon platform. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Jim Hinckley's America. And now, Route 66 A to Z. Let's start with the Abbey Lee Motel. Postcards of the era noted that it was the prettiest location on Route 66 in Missouri. It opened as the Abbey Lee Court in 1940. In A Guidebook to Route 66 that was published by Jack Rittenhouse in 1946, he noted that it was a complex that included eight cabins and a small cafe. Author Joe Sonderman has said that the cafe burned in 1950, but a few of the cabins have survived and sit nestled among the trees near the intersection of County Road CC. Now next we have Adamana, Arizona. Real interesting little place. Established as a station on the Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe Railroad in eastern Arizona in 1896, the name was derived from a partner in the largest ranch in the area, a fellow named Adam Hanna. With the addition of the Campbell Store and Hotel, later the Adamana Hotel, the remote little village was billed as the gateway to the Painted Desert and the Petrified Forest. Guests at the hotel included Teddy Roosevelt and the King of Spain. Its popularity increased with the establishment of the National Old Trails Road in 1913. Edsel Ford made a stop here in 1915 during his grand adventure to California. And the first alignment of Route 66 in 1926 bypassed the town and it began to fade. In the 1960s, the long-closed hotel burned. Adamant is a ghost town today with just ruins and the shell of the station remaining. Adrian, Texas is next on our list. It's known to enthusiasts as the midpoint on a Route 66 adventure. The town is named for Adrian Cullen, a pioneering farmer in the area. The town itself dates to 1900, 
The year a site was surveyed for a station and siding on the Chicago, Rock Island, and Gulf Railroad. The town site was marketed by the American Canadian Land and Town Site Company based out of Iowa. By late 1901, the town's business district included a lumber company, a post office, bank, general store, brick factory, pool hall, blacksmith shop, and even a newspaper, the Adrian Eagle. A drought stifled growth, and by 1915, the population was stagnant at just 50 people. The Ozark Trails, which was a predecessor to Route 66 in the Texas Panhandle, and then U.S. 66 after 1926, bolstered the local economy. And in 1929, a grain elevator was established in the siding for the shipping of wheat. The Midpoint Cafe in Adrian is a world-renowned destination for Route 66 travelers in the 21st century, and it's known for its good pie. It opened in late 1956 as Jesse's Cafe. There were two partners in the project, Dub Edmonds and Jess Fincher. A closed cafe next door was converted into a service station. The venture was so successful that a second Jesse's Cafe was opened in Wilderado, east of Adrian on Route 66. There's another landmark of note in Adrian. Cozy Cottage Camp, located just east of the Midpoint Cafe, opened in the 1940s. It consisted of cabins, a service station, and a cafe. A fire devastated the cafe and station in 1947, but the cabins continued in business as Adrian Court. Now, Bob Harris was an employee. He acquired the property about 1948, tore down the cabins to use the site for a cafe. To cut cost of construction, he acquired used materials from various sites, including the Army Air Corps Control Tower with cantilever doors and windows from Amarillo, Texas. The restaurant became known as the Bent Door Cafe. It closed in the 1970s. Next on our ATIS Z Route 66 Odyssey is Afton, Oklahoma. According to Oklahoma historian George Schenck, Anton Ayres, a Scottish-born railroad survey engineer, named the town site Afton as an honorarium for his daughter, Afton. And she had been named after the Afton River in Scotland. The post office opened in 1886. The town's prosperity was made manifest in a business district built of red brick. The railroad with a roundhouse and turntables, a major employer, so was the Pierce Harvey Buggy Company, a building later used by Leo's Grocery until 2009. In 1910, the Kansas City, Fort Scott, and Memphis Railroad established a second main line through town and expanded the repair facilities. The town peaked initially about 1915, when the business district included two hotels, a weekly newspaper, a brick and tile plant, creamery, mills, banks, general stores, and a few saloons. The post-World War I economic downturn, coupled with a collapse in grain prices, led to a precipitous decline. By 1930, the population had dropped by nearly 20%. The commissioning of Route 66 and the ever-increasing flow of traffic restored a degree of prosperity with creation of a bustling service industry. An added boost came with creation of Lake O'Cherokees in 1940 that fueled a growth in area tourism. Establishment of the Buffalo Ranch, a major attraction east of town, after the war increased Afton's popularity with travelers. Between 1955 and 1997, the town suffered a number of blows that devastated the economy. The railroad suspended operations and raised the repair facilities. I-44 bypassed the city, and the Buffalo Ranch closed in 1997. Today, the historic heart of the city looks like a ghost town.
Our alphabetic adventure continues with Alameda, New Mexico. In Spanish, Alameda references a grove. In the desert southwest, a cottonwood grove is an indication of a dependable water supply. In 1540, the Coronado expedition noted a Tiwa Pueblo in a grove of cottonwood trees at the present site of Alameda. With a native population relocated to Isleta Pueblo, Spanish settlers began farming at Alameda in 1696. In the mid-19th century, Americans began settling in the area, and in 1866, a U.S. post office was established. It closed in 1868, reopened in 1890, and in 1960 became a branch of the Albuquerque post office. It's amazing how old some of these places are along Route 66 in New Mexico. Let's wrap up this week's A to Z adventure with little Allen Reed, Texas. The name of the town site was derived from a company contracted by the railroad for trestle construction, Allen and Reed. The original town site was along McClellan Creek, about six miles from the present town of Allen Reed. The site was located on the busy freight and stage road that connected Mobiti and Clarendon. It was a survey for the Choctaw, Oklahoma, and Texas Railroad in 1900 that indicated the railroad was going to miss the village, so it was relocated to the current site. A school and post office opened in the first few weeks. Parcels were sold for $2.25 per acre, and the town grew slowly but steadily. By 1907, the town had boasted a bank, a hotel, depot, telephone exchange, hardware store, lumberyard, churches, livery stable, blacksmith shop, the population soared to 250 people. You'd never know that today. As an historic footnote, Allen Reed became the largest shipper of watermelons in the United States during the teens. More than 500 rail cars were shipped annually. It was the post-World War I recession and precipitous drop in agricultural prices that led to a decline, only briefly halted by oil discoveries and the establishment of Route 66. Still, by the 1930s, the town's glory days were over. In 1928, the hotel and bank closed and the population dropped to 150 people. There would be a slight period of growth into the 1940s, but since then, it's been on a downward spiral. In 1947, there were 15 operating businesses, including the Ranch House Auto Court. In 1967, there were no operating businesses, and the population had dropped to 60, more than there are today. Well, that's about all we have time for this week. Hey, join us next week as the Route 66 A to Z adventure continues with a story of Albatross, Missouri. If you'd like more information about locations discussed today, check out our website, jimhinkleysamerica.com. And I'd suggest checking out the blog post directory. After all, there are almost 10 years of travel tips, historic tidbits, and of course, stories from all along Route 66. Hey, my friends, until we meet again, take care, drive safe. Remember, in Jim Hinckley's America, adventures are guaranteed. So until we meet again, amigos, here is to safe travels and grand adventures. See you on the road. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America.